0: Stephanie. It's really appropriate with this text of Scripture. Uh, our God is so great. How great He is. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking some sections of Scripture, when you preach through a book of the Bible, you think, God, bring something out of this because I don't see much here, Lord. But this is a section of Scripture where, you know, even us low level preachers ought to be able to hit something. Mark four thirty five through 41, and this is familiar to most of us, so I ask when you find that, if you'll stand in our great God's honor. As I read aloud the text. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Let's pray. God, all creation. All life. Everything bows before you, everyone. You calm the raging storm. And we are here today because of you. We want you, O oh God, to be worshipped. So, Lord, open our hearts that we may do that, worship you. Lord, guide us in the time that remains. Thank you for guiding us in the time we've already shared. For we truly do believe, God, you are our hope. So speak. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I never was considered much of an academic or a student when I was in school. I was just trying to hang on and survive and to get out. And I remember through the levels of school when classes started, there was one phrase I did not like, and it was this. Today, we're going to have a pop quiz. <laughs> Ooh, yuck. And you know why I didn't like it? Because a pop quiz reveals one simple fact. Was I listening? And if I was not listening, I was in deep trouble as a result of that. As you look at the of scripture here chapter 4 of Mark Jesus is teaching and as he begins to use stories and as he begins to drive home his point he comes to the parable of the we looked at last week and he starts with a parable before he begins the parable he says listen so what is the assumption you guys are not prone to listen so let me just start this by saying listen Turn on your ears, prepare your heart, because I want to speak to you. And then later on, at the end of the parable, he simply says, Everyone who has ears, let him hear. So I'm looking out here at you guys, and I don't see any earless people here today. Everybody I can tell out there has some ears. And so let's listen to the word of Jesus and may we simply listen with the ears that he has provided us today with a desire to hear from him this morning. So as we open up our text here in verse 35, let me simply say, school is in session. He has told the students, listen and be ready. Schools are coming. So now it's time for class. He begins here... By going out to a boat to teach a little ways from the rest of the crowd in the water. Why? Because this guy needed needed a place to get some rest. You see, Jesus, fully God, divine, but also fully human. He had a body that was exhausted from the crowds that kept pressing in against him because the need constantly so great... And so he, he goes out in this little boat on the water just to get a little distance, just to have a little personal space because people are so desperate to touch him and, and to be near him. And I, I want you to notice in verse 35, because it's, it's pretty important what he says uh, as the text starts. That day when evening came, he said to the disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Guys, are you listening? Let us go to the other side. Now, you know, give it a little bit of time, and you know what? I don't know if they were listening, because they thought, Jesus, you took us out to the middle of the lake, and you're going to kill us. But that's not what he said. He said, we're going to the other side. And when Jesus says, we're going to do something, guess what? We're going to do it. He is Lord. He is the total authority. Overall, and so when he says go the other side, listen, guys, that's where we're headed. So then, verse thirty-six, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. I, l- I love the way the text says uh, they took him along. Like Jesus was just the passenger. He wasn't in charge. He wasn't in control. And, you know, The next part of this verse we seldom talk about in this text. Uh, it, it says, um, there were also other boats with him. You see, Jesus and the disciples, they, they climbed in this boat and, and they began to take off. But the people were so desperate, they didn't want Jesus to leave. So the guys that had boats, they were jumping in their boats and they were going to continue to follow Jesus because they they wanted they had a need they had something they wanted from Jesus and so they continued to follow him across that lake but you know what happens next verse 47 as we or 37 as we read in our text he says a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped uh, this phrase a furious squall uh, guys it could be easily be translated cyclone or a hurricane in other words this wasn't some little storm uh, mount herman which was nearby at, at high peaks with cold cold air that would blow in on the water and it would collide with the warm air on the lake and guess what you got yourself a cyclone. And that was a danger that would occur upon the lake. And fishermen, those who used boats, they were aware that this was always a possibility. And that's exactly what was going on. Now, we get the picture, you know, from Sunday school or, or you know, uh, different movies we watch that maybe this was a pretty big boat. But no, this was actually a small craft. And where was Jesus? (laughs) Look at verse 38. Was Jesus all worried? It doesn't look that way, does it? According to verse 38, we read, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. He was exhausted. He was asleep. This story was going on. And I want you to notice their response to him. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, there's a very important word here. We. They could have said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I, I, no, that's what he said, Todd. That's not what I meant to say. Don't you care if just us losers drown. Well, he didn't say that either. But but don't you care if we go down alone without you? When he says we, he's including Jesus. You know, what does this say? This says, hey, they were listening, they were in school, but they didn't hear. Jesus had shared with them who he was, and they had missed it. You see, up to this point, they may have said, well, he is the Messiah. He is the promised one. He's the guy to come. He's the guy that will take care of us. But somehow they didn't totally connect the fact that although he looks like us and he is somewhat like us, he is not only like us. He is God. He is the Messiah. Guys, although you were in school, you were not listening. You did not grasp what I so deeply wanted to say to you. And we're no different today. We sing that that great chorus, he is Lord, he is Lord. Then he can't handle what i got over there. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes, right? He's Lord. And sometimes we get so overwhelmed and we think, you know, he, he may be Lord over all creation, but he can't handle this problem that I'm stuck with. But I love it what it says in our, in our text here. Verse 39. Notice how he responds. <laughs> he got up. This is Jesus. Rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Quiet. Now, in Mark chapter 1, we see another encounter Jesus had with a person who was demon-possessed. And Jesus spoke to this demon and he said, Quiet, once again, come out. So he showed in, in that encounter that he was Lord over evil, over the devil, over the demons. Hush! Be quiet! Be muzzled! Come out, demon! And here he is saying to the weather itself, he's saying to this fierce storm, Be still! Now, if I was to take a bucket, put some water in the bucket, and I'm going to make my own little storm. I get me a little stick and you know? I'm furiously, you know, and, and, you know, and it's it's a-going, and then I stop. Well, you know what? That water is still going to be slushing around in that bucket and moving around a little bit. Take a little bit of time, but let me tell you something. When Jesus Christ said, hush, be still, there was no moving around in that storm. It completely stopped. Now, imagine Peter. You know, he's sitting there. Water's coming, you know, water's... They've been trying to get water out of the boat. You know, it's going up against it. And all of a sudden, man, it stopped. It was over. Notice our text as it goes on. <laughs> oh. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You see, he gave them this loving rebuke. He he said said to them, why are you afraid? Do you not have any faith? And I mean, just think, guys. I mean, you know, this is how we are, right? I mean, if it had been me and I was given charge of these guys and I always want to say knuckleheads affectionately because I think of myself as a knucklehead a lot, to be quite honest about it. Jesus had been wiping their noses, listening to their whining, and their belly aching. And he's been taking care of them the whole time. Simon thought he was protecting Jesus, but Simon didn't understand Jesus had him the whole time. He was taking care of them. He, he was bringing them what they needed. He was teaching them. They were under his wing, the wing of the Messiah, the one who has authority over all of creation. And yet when this problem occurs, the first thing they say is, "Don't you care about us?" Well, man, if I'd have been Jesus, I said, "Come in here, we're having an executive meeting. Have a seat, guys, you're fired. <laughs> but aren't you grateful That is not how Jesus Christ. Responded, boy, I am. Here's another point, you know. So often, as we look here in in verse forty, you know that that I just read um, when when he says, "Why are you afraid? Do you have no faith?" It says they were terrified. Now, you know, first thought is, well, you'd be terrified too if you'd just been in a hurricane or a cyclone, and 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 you know you you might still be checking check and see if all the parts are there you know because it's been so frightening but it was not the storm that had them terrified after jesus spoke let me show you look again at the text verse 41 they were terrified and asked each other who is this even the wind and the waves obey him. you see guys They were terrified because of the storm. But now they're terrified because of the calm. Because they realize they are in the presence of Almighty God who has the power and the authority to do anything He wants. And maybe if He's just a little angry toward them, it won't be good. (laughs) They're finally able to see who He is. That He has control and they don't. You know, we have a little bit of control you know, uh, a mother can dry some tears. You know, like like a skint knee. And we, we went with uh, uh, several of the children's workers and the kids, and yesterday at the park, and got to the very end of the visit there at Bays Mountain, seeing the different animals, and uh, then Atticus, my grandson, he he and John Henry, man, they are. I wish I had about a hundredth of their energy, <laughs> man. They, but anyway, he was running at the end, and then got tripped up and, phew, you know, did the swan dive onto the concrete there and got skinned up a little bit and seeing I had to take turns carrying him till he, till he calmed down uh, because <laughs> he'd been hurt and, you know, able to soothe a little bit of tears. <sighs> maybe we can do a little of that. Maybe something breaks down at the house. Maybe we can fix it, guys. Maybe we can't. Maybe we should have called a repairman ahead of time. Uh, or, you know, Maybe something happens that's another problem, and you can solve it. But when it comes to the weather, about the best I can do, if it's cold, I can put on a coat. Or if it's raining, I might grab an umbrella. But I can't fix the weather. I can't go out there and say, weather, stop at! I don't like it. That does not work. But that is what Jesus did. And suddenly they realize he may look like us, when I see him with the earth suit on, you know, the humanity suit on, but he's more. And so thus, it leads them to a time of worship. Although they had traveled with him and they thought they knew him, they realized that they did not fully know him. So when the storm came, they had no comprehension of his full character, that he is God himself. The problem, the problem was their shallowness of their faith they had some faith but what was their faith in they hadn't really realized who they were with who they were worshiping let's say that i invite you over the house i pointed to this chair have a seat have a seat you look at this chair and it's made of a zillion toothpicks and they've been glued together and you know, a couple of rubber bands to reinforce it. And uh, I say, have a seat there. And you go, I think I'll just stand. And then I say, well, if you want to, you can sit over here on the sofa. All right, I'll do that one. And I said, over here, why? Because you looked at that chair and you didn't trust. And you looked at the sofa and you say, yeah, okay. Well, now they were able to look at Jesus Christ and they understood that he was trustworthy, that he was all-powerful. That he was the one that they desperately needed to place their trust in. They got a glimpse of the real identity of the one they followed. Boy, we need that. We need that. Let me close this thing up with three lessons uh, to learn in the storm. Um, Storms are divinely engineered to bring us close. Man, we are so tempted. What like the hymn says, prone to wander, prone to leave the God I love. We are prone to want to wiggle free. And God wants a snare. And so oftentimes he uses the trials, he uses the difficult circumstances so that we'll run to him, so that we will be close to him. You know, he could have just said, All right, saved, sanctified, we're gonna ship you on off to heaven, get you out of this place. That's the cross paid for it, you're all done. But no, he has chosen to keep us here to build the relationship that he started in us so that we can touch other lives, so that we can share, hey, I'm going to heaven, but let me tell you why. It's because of this relationship I have with God through Jesus Christ. And build a relationship and share that relationship. He has us here for that reason. And it's the tough times, through the tough times, we can say, let me tell you how Jesus got me through this. Man, I didn't think I'd ever get through this, but Jesus got me through it. So that's the first one. Secondly, Jesus wants to shatter our competency to develop trust in his sufficiency. Now think about this. I love this. Where did Jesus perform this miracle? In the disciples' own backyard. They were the professionals on the lake, right? You had the fishermen. They knew all about possible storms. They knew all about the water. They knew how to command a boat. I'm sure there was a tendency to say... Jesus just sit back and let us take control because this is our stomping ground. Well, stomping water. (laughs) This is where we live. This is our world. And yet, it was in their strengths they were able to see they needed God's help. They needed God even in the areas they thought they had under control. And you know, that's so true for all of us. I remember Oswald Chambers and he's got so many powerful sentences there. Of course, his wife took the, the notes, and she, you know, anyway, God used it all to bring together power. But he had this one quote in there, and he said, a, an unguarded strength is a double weakness. An unguarded strength is a double weakness. And so we may have a strength, and we may say, man, I've got, I've got a great marriage, you know. Something might happen that blows up the relationship. Or, you know, you might say, I got lots of money in the bank. I'm set there. No problem there. Something might happen. Might shake it all up. The truth of the matter is, areas where we think are strong, we don't have to worry about. If it is unguarded, it is a double weakness. Why? Because we are not depending upon the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. He wants to shatter our sense of competency without Him so that He can develop within us a true trust in His sufficiency. Listen uh, in, you know Philippians four thirteen. I'm so confused with Philippians four thirteen. Through the years, y'all know I love to memorize scripture. I've memorized it in so many translations. I don't know what it says because <laughs> it's such a good verse in different ways. But li- this is from the Amplified. I-, I love this one. Listen to this. One. Well, the classic. I always have that in. I'm so old that I, now I'm the classic. You know, they got amplify Amplified after the classic. But anyway, let me go on. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Ooh, isn't that good? I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. And listen to this last phrase. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I like that. Do I have enough? I'm self-sufficient. But it's not just my self-sufficiency. It's the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. He is the one who has the resources. He is the one who makes sure that I survive it. Our competency is not enough. He wants to lead us to understand his sufficiency and that our sense of identity and competency comes out of the sufficiency of Christ. And one last one and then we're done. Jesus Christ does not promise the absence of storms but he guarantees his presence in the storm. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, guys, but in the school of Jesus Christ, there are pop quizzes. Sometimes a pop quiz comes up and he says, Child, were you listening? <laughs> were you tuned in? Or were you asleep? Or were you disconnected? Um, He's there even in the presence of those storms. You know, it's so easy to be critical. It's so easy to think, you know, Jesus is asleep down there. Here's the storm. They've already, man, You maybe they got a bucket in there and they're trying to fight a hurricane with a bucket. Good luck, you know. Ah! You know, trying to get that water out of that boat. This is not working. We're going down. But what they do, well, let's just let Jesus sleep. He's tired. <clears throat> we're the fishermen. We'll figure this out. We'll get out of this. We'll get out of it. Man, what if they had gone down there 10 minutes earlier <laughs> and said, Jesus, I know you're tired, but we need you right now. You think that made any difference? I do. I do. The idea that the storm comes and we have to go it by ourselves, it's just not true. God welcomes us to approach him. And he is the God of resources. And he he says, come, I will be there. I am sufficient, child. I love you. So often we forget the depth of his love. We say, well, I don't understand what God's doing. Yeah, I get it. Believe me, I've been poster boy at times for that one. But think about it. God went to the cross for you and for me. What else do we need to know? Does he love us? Yeah. Can we trust him? I love James Dobson had a saying. He said, you can trust him when you can't trace him. Maybe you're in a boat and you you feel like your boat is sinking, <laughs> and uh uh Jesus is there, maybe you can feel the sto- force of the storms and the and and the waves they're so high they're crashing you know and and you, what am what am I going to do? Jesus knows Jesus is there, and we gather, we come together because we understand that he is the one. Whatever the storm is, he is the one who says, hush. (laughs) He is the one who says, be muzzled, and I'll obey. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. Um, Father, I thank you that you speak far more than I say. Holy Spirit, we ask that your words to us would hit home, Lord, that we would be the soil that is receptive to, um, to the word and that fruit would come forth father may you work in us and this time we call invitation and response may we come to you in christ's name we pray